So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. All right, all right, all right. Hello, hello, hello. A lot of repetition here. You are listening to Mixing with Moni, and I am your host, Moni. Okay, thank you so much for coming back. I know this is apparently very difficult for some of you. Um, let me try to slow down. Let me try to make sure I let everybody talk. I appreciate all your feedback in the <laughs> my reviews, but as I grow, I realize they're just going to keep changing. People are going to keep feeling different things. So I will try to accommodate as I see fit, but also I am who I am and this is me. This is real. I'm definitely dating myself. If you know what the lyrics, this is real, this is me, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, uh, comes from, we could talk. (laughs) I am very excited for the episode that I have planned for you today. It is one of my favorite people ever coming on and talking the dumpster fires that are going on. Uh, Some weddings, some surprise secret weddings have happened, apparently, and there's some things going on with a certain franchise, a TV show. We talk uh, all of those things. I have Kara Berry from Everyone's Business But Mine talking about everyone's business but ours on the show. I will say that joke again, probably during our recording. Be prepared. I'm not trying to be corny, just be proud of myself on that one. I'm very excited to have her on. 
we will talk OC, we will talk uh, this pregnancy and wedding of a certain Vanderpump Rules ex-cast member whose name shall not be named on the show. And of course, we're going to completely break down Potomac and we're going to talk. There's a lot of what happened this past episode. A lot of information was shared that some people may not know what to do with. They may know exactly what to do with it. They may already been doing something with it, but we're going to talk about it as two Black women who were watching a show where a lot of other Black women talked about what a Black woman should or should not do. So we'd like to talk about what we think about what those Black women thought we should and shouldn't do. And overall, our thoughts and opinions on this, on the episode overall, what happened, we focused on just the plot, just the story, whose side we'd be on before the fight, if the fight never happened, like everything. We get fully into the entire Potomac bag, the fight, the aftermath, the conferences, the therapy, uh, the round table, the windy of it all, the baby kissing and the politician things and the respectability politics. <sighs> Loud and audible gasp on purpose because we talk about it all. And I'm very excited for you guys to hear it. So without further ado, coming up next, we have Miss Cara Berry. Oh, 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 before I get into that, I would indeed love to get into a little bit of Black excellence. So we have this week a wonderful story about a um, young boy who is literally a preteen. He is from the Georgia state of, and he, his name is Caleb Anderson. He is a 12-year-old boy who enjoys, according to USA Today, he enjoys collecting action figures, watching Netflix, and playing with Beyblades. Oh, and also, he does those things when he is not doing his homework as a college sophomore majoring in aerospace engineering. Yes, you heard that right. This 12-year-old boy, Caleb, is a sophomore in college. He'll graduate with a bachelor's degree in just two years. He goes to Chattahoochee Technical College in Marietta, Georgia, and he's smart. <laughs> very, very smart. He hopes to continue his education at the Georgia Institute of Technology um, and get his master's and other degrees. And he wants to eventually get an internship working with Elon Musk. Honey, one day you will take over for Elon Musk, okay? If not, create something even bigger, better, and better on your own. This young boy has all the time in the world because he is 12. At His parents have let us know that their son came out shocking the hell out of them because he began mimicking speech of his mom at just four weeks old. At nine months, he could sign language, like sign more than 250 words in American Sign Language and had no trouble reading words he'd never seen before, sounding those words out. And that's a task. I teach sounding things out for a living. Um, he could speak, I've read about three or four plus languages by the time he was a toddler. Um, American Sign Language included. So he's speaking with the hands, the heart, the head, everything else. He is just a baby genius and he is 12 and he makes his parents very proud and happy when he is doing his thing at college. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to this baby Caleb. You are amazing. You are going to be incredible things one day, whatever you decide to be. We can't wait. I can't wait. And I wish you all the very best. 
in your sophomore year of college this year, my love. I, wow. You know, my sophomore year of college was great. So I hope that you are learning a lot, um, still finding ways to remain a 12 year old for socialization and fun reasons. But overall, I'm glad you're in a position and a place where you're able to be stimulated, have fun learning and learn new things because apparently that does get difficult for some of the kids. And I'm talk about differentiation of education. Okay. So great on you. Congratulations, Caleb. You are my black excellence for this week. I read this story so many times this week, heard about it on so many podcasts, and I am very excited to be sharing it to people who have not heard it. So young Caleb, congrats to you. Hope you're having a great time in college. That is Mr. Caleb Anderson. And now coming up next is another black excellence, Miss Kara Berry from Everyone's Business But Mine talking all the things, Bravo, Dumpster Fire, and Potomac, which we love it. I mean, we're not over any of it. It's a lot, it's tiring, but here we are coming every week because what else we got to do? So let's talk some Bravo people because we love to hate it. We hate to love it. Whatever it is, we talking about it. So coming up next, more of that. All right, guys, as promised, I am back and I'm here with the incomparable Kara Berry from the amazing podcast that y'all lovingly, but also repeatedly like to loop us together. I hope it's not because y'all mistaken us for each other. That's not cute. But <laughs> the amazingly funny and <laughs> timely podcast, Everyone's Business But Mine, it is Miss Kara Berry. Thank you so much for coming on. Lonnie, it's a pleasure as usual. I, you know, I'm just like always here in the background waiting for you to ask me to come on so this is no problem for me i stay ready <laughs> yes and i love that there are certain people y'all you see them frequently on the show because i frequently don't plan my own show and i just <laughs> simply go hey can you do this in like 48 hours because <laughs> i forgot the show the days go so quickly like they go so quickly and i'm like i'll post an episode i'll publish it and be like okay i'm good for six days and then all of a sudden it's day five and i'm like what happened girl we like, get here yeah the hours are long but the days are so short i swear it's always saturday and i'm like oh i guess i have to record something don't i like yes yes <laughs> always forgetting I just, I would love to just get on a consistent recording schedule and have like a, a same day because right now I can't even do that. It's right. truly based on when shows come out, when I'm able to get an opinion about it and what homework and stuff I have. So it's, it's too much life happening, but here we are. There's a lot of business of everyone's to get into, but our own. Um, you posted that a certain name redacted whose name i don't speak of but others who follow know exactly what i'm talking about and if they mm -hmm. don't they can check your own instagram um yeah. feed for this information that um you said it so enthusiastically is one of the greatest press releases i've ever seen and amazing <laughs> coverage it was this name redacted got secretly married k by and i was like oh i that's all i needed yeah. <laughs> I mean, what more can you say? It's like, yeah, okay, you were supposed to have a wedding day, so you did, and homeboy got married in a button-down jean shirt or whatever. Okay, just, great. Oh, how the mighty have 
solid. Like, <laughs> it is hilarious to me that people don't realize how important it is to this girl to have her image protected because a couple things. She got an image consultant or a crisis manager, if you will. But the crisis manager had her double down on the crisis, essentially. And mm -hmm. is her sole purpose is to try to find a way for her to retrieve everything that she got, even if it means going against her own brand. I mean, did I watch the Tamron Hall interview? No. Do I support Tamron? Yes, girl, get what you got to do. Get, your, get them ratings, get those clicks, please. Mm -hmm. And of course, she fucked that up. Uh, yeah. name redacted not Tamron she did her job as a journalist and somehow this girl is like I was bamboozled I was led astray I was shocked and I'm <laughs> like were you because they usually give you questions before you come like and Tamron was like yes honey we did we gave her a full rundown we asked her what she wanted to talk about all the things and of course you fucked that up great so um but isn't your whole brand never really saying I'm sorry you know really just standing 10 toes down in the bitchiness of it all that's the whole brand but here we are apologizing and copping to things even if we don't believe it but here we are doing it and then we're getting a podcast back but not on the network that made that is like the queen of the basic bitches like that's the queen basic bitch network and so then what brand do we really have and then your whole thing is that you're like you know glamorous but extra and awkward and everything and we we're supposed to have this big wedding in Italy come this October. Of course, COVID happened. So that seemingly wasn't going to happen, but it hasn't stopped very many. Um, mm. And yet here we are being pregnant as all get out, which no one's saying that it's problem getting married while pregnant, honey, make an honest woman out of her. But sure. very if, of all the people who would have done this, I would have doubted it would be her first. And your man's is getting married in a button down and y'all basically having chicken tenders and ranch at the fake me out reception at your bungalow that you can't pay for <laughs> i saw um kristen post like oh i was invited to the wedding after all and it's like yeah okay you guys are sisters in arms with racism like that's why you got invited lest we not forget girl yes because we both got fired for being racist that's and not of course this <laughs> show is the show where they always come back to each other when shit hits the fan, like mm -hmm. all of them. And it just so happens in this one, they became BFFs again because they were on the same journey. But what's even greater is that Kristen's main concern is that she got invited to the running after all because they're BFFs again. But I just love how the only person doing all this overtime work to get back in the good graces of the public is name redacted. Kristen yeah. was left in the dust. So like, you do what you got to do, girl, but I got to get back to the basic bitches and, and the I clean basic like, bitch. Yeah, I watched the Tamron Hall interview and I felt like Stassi mentioned Kristen a lot in a way that was like, girl, how were you able to make it to that wedding when you were thrown on the under the bus so many times? Like, how did you make it out of the ICU? It, like she kept saying, well, it was Kristen's friend who, who told us that information about, um, uh god what's her name <laughs> i'm always forgetting names. oh uh, oh god now i just forgot faith, it. Faith. yes it was kristen who told us about faith and her friends that did it and we only got this information from kristen and kristen 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 and i'm like damn if that if i were kristen i'd be like you really could have kept my name out of your mouth if we were really friends i don't know yeah. it was it was weird to me 
there are ways around that. Some friends of friends, some yeah. distant friends, some acquaintances. These are some fun words that don't involve throwing your quote unquote BFF under the bus. But people we know. Yeah, some people, <laughs> some people, some mutuals, some yeah. round the way, some clingers, some hanger honors, some people we're not right. friends anymore. If you're really trying to apologize for being racist, you should have been like, people we used to know, but we said bye because we didn't we realize they are doing the wrong thing. They're telling us wrong information and we would hate right. to happen again. So we got rid of them. I mean, so many ways if we had, I mean, what is really this crisis manager's resume? Because isn't it that he is like worked with Lindsay Lohan, but also where is she? Aaron <laughs> so, Carter. Okay. That, this isn't helping me. Yeah. So the list is um, <laughs> too short and too unsuccessful. Exactly. But, Congratulations to that baby for having parents that are married and in love. That's how I will spend this possibly. Sure. Sure. Yep. Because not gonna <laughs> congratulate those people because they suck. But uh, and they don't it what's funny is they probably sucked they sucked before. It's just that our threshold of sucking was a lot, lot higher before yeah. the racism. R- right. At, at, at this current moment, it's like, okay, now I'm thinking back and you know, I can, and what's so funny is how much the basics like to come for anyone who speaks against their queen. And I'm like, honey, you do realize that she's the only one making money out of all of y'all for doing none of any, anything proprietary, anything different, anything special. If anything, I'd be mad. I'd be like, well, I like Ranch of Game of Thrones and no one's giving me a book deal. it's a classic case of like hit dogs hollering it's like I'm gonna ride for Saucy because I would do the same things that she would do if I were in her position Mm -hmm. or I have done those same things and so how dare you come for her because I am her in a way I don't have the money I'm not getting the checks but in terms of actions and morals I would Mm -hmm. do the same thing and like I just had some lady who keeps this is now the second time that she's given me one star review <laughs> for coming after Ramona, as she claims, and she's calling me exclusionary and t- telling me that I hate white people. Oh, okay. We hate white people when the entire network is about 88% white. <laughs> and we talk about that network with love and obsession. But right. We, okay, go on. Like, lol that you think i hate ramona because she's white and there are like twelve thousand other reasons for me to dislike ramona first of all and again it's like why are you listening why is this a second comment that you like why have you gone back and edited your comment if you didn't want to listen to me then just stop listening why are you continuously getting mad at me but it's just like i i know that whoever this person is is like yeah i don't want to wear masks on the ocean either I want to be able to do whatever they want and I want to go from New York to Florida and back to New York and talk about homeless people like they're trash. I would do those things. So because you don't like it, you're being exclusionary to me. So let's think about the message we're sending people. Yeah, really. Um, This is not a political point. Please, people calm the fuck down before I even say it. But I heard a great breakdown um from uh the great diva lacey mosley from um game goddess yeah podcast an incredible show one of the best things Mm -hmm. i've ever heard in my life 
and her breakdown of basically why she did a, an episode about all of uh, Donald Trump's businesses, quote unquote, pre-presidency. So she's not going up to his presidency, calm down. Mm-hmm. But um, her breakdown of the reason why people who are very much more working class have such an affinity for this man who is allegedly a billionaire is because, and the reason they see no problem with the things that he does with his money, with what he says, is because they're like, if I had all that money, I probably would do the same thing. So they're like, if I align, then it's like, we're the same. It's because people have constantly asked, why is he so popular with like working class? And I mean, like very working class, blue collar, hand to ground people. And it's because they're like, well, if I had those means, I probably would do the same thing. And it's so when you speak ill of him, it's like, well, that's where my mind is. So you're speaking ill of me. When actually, I hate to break it to all of you, we're only speaking ill of the person we named. Mm-hmm. Not you. We, you are just a listener. We don't know you personally. You know us more than we know you because you listen right. to us every week. But right. the person we're going after here is Ramona, not you, said woman. Like we're going after the person we spoke of. Right. So, no need to be uh, excluded because believe it or not, um, no one's really actually in the conversation except for the person I'm talking to on the podcast. So <laughs> everyone's included at that point, but we're all listening, but that person who we're talking about. So Right, exactly. Anyways, oh, Lord. Uh, speaking of people who are exclusionary <laughs> and the white women that we um, hate, I don't know, we'll find out, I guess. OC's <laughs> coming back and Y'all are mad. <laughs> mad. Real they, mad. <laughs> are they frequently in your um, DMs and comments letting you know, I'm not watching? Because they do that a lot to me. They're like, I'm not watching. No one's watching. And I'm like, oh, okay. I just posted. I, I don't think I've posted about Orange County in quite some time, but I see it out in the Instagram streets mm-hmm. that people are boycotting already. And it's like, okay, love that for you. Go for it. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are very, there is a large boycott happening. A lot of uh, Bravo holics and Instagram pages and things like that. The charges are pretty congruent with the people who are on the show so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and by congruent, I mean everyone looks the same of both boycotters and non. And the reason why that is a thing, and that's an important distinction, is because I've made it very clear. I never got into Bravo because it was inclusive. It was inclusive or that it was diverse. It was always very segregated to me. And in fact, I frequently have told the girls, you need to watch all the shows, the black, the white, because y'all missing out. I told that to my black friends. I told that to my non-black friends. I'm like, hey, cross-reference, they're great on all fronts. Do we side-eye ourselves sometimes? Do we look at some of the women a little sideways? Yes, I have frequently said, to me, the most triggered I could be, I mean, granted, I haven't given Kelly Dodd the opportunity yet to trigger me. It, the season is coming. We'll see what happens. But to me, the most triggered I've ever been watching Bravo that I doubt Kelly Dodd could even, uh, you know, top is Luann's entire comeuppance of getting arrested. I remember tweeting about it before I even had all these pages. It was, it was like the only time I've ever tweeted about um housewives at all and i don't hate luann i think she's gorgeous i think she's a good housewife i think she's the right amount of delusional and um you know out of touch to be on housewives that's the whole point um (laughs) and i find it i found her arrest and watching the footage so triggering and alarming because i'm like well that could never be me 
There could never be anyone that looks like me, none of my cousins, none of my brothers and uh, sisters' families. And it could be nobody that is of my circle, my immediate circle, who could do this and have this much grace, but also this kind of story to be told on television for this many seasons marketed. It would never be marketable and profitable for us to do this. I mean, right. Look at what's happening on Potomac right now. Luann gets to spend this through charities and have donations and all these things and people are supporting her. She made a mistake. She should be able to drink. It's, she's gone through so much. Oh my God. And she assaulted law enforcement, which is something they tell us frequently don't do or we'll die pretty much. But Potomac had to have an entire round table about a woman having literally human emotions. Granted, mm -hmm. wherever you fall in this fight is fair, but we're not talking about the fight. We're talking about the reception. Production really felt confident in putting forth an effort to say, hey, everyone needs to meet and we need to make sure it's clear that we don't stand for this. But where was yeah. the round table and the intervention when, when Sonya was hitting cops? But, yeah, and, and the thing that I found that I have not spoken about, but when, during the reunion, some you um watcher viewer mentioned to like had a comment for Luann about you know that whole speech she had in front of the incarcerated people about and she was using like different uh terms for what she actually was going through like she didn't know the difference between like parole and probation whatever and yeah incarcerated and, like, and booked yeah and her response was something along the lines of like oh well you know like it's, i'm not really very familiar with that and it's like okay yes do i watch a lot of love after lockup so maybe i know what this stuff is sure but it's also like you have been through the system how do you still have so much ignorance it speaks yeah, to a real privilege point. of hers like how do you not know you yeah you were on probation for two years <laughs> like what do you mean yeah How do you, you are not out on parole you're you weren't incarcerated like you, you really were not that you were not booked or sentenced anything of that nature you got a very easy sentence the only difference what made it you make basically suffer a little more is that well it didn't happen to you so you didn't get the leah approach of you know getting a check from it but because you did it to someone your punishment was still a little lighter and i do think this year, Luann didn't do a terrible job, you know, kind of cross-referencing the two better than some other people in the cast, just saying. Um, Luann was like, you know, there are a lot of differences and a lot of discrepancies in my situation versus other people's, depending yeah. on a lot of things, including income and race and stuff. And she made a good point to, look, I want to bring more awareness to that. And that's why she threw that entire, you know, benefit. But my point is, this is not a coming after Luann thing. I mean, though that was a triggering moment, I think she's actually right. grown a lot more than I expected of her mm -hmm. ever. Um, and she triggered me a lot less in the aftermath, which is a, a, a clap for her, in my opinion, for me. Yeah. But mm -hmm. the difference is in production. Production yeah. set these women down and literally let them film and then air a roundtable discussion where a woman had to defend her actions that we have seen happen before. Should the fight have happened? Absolutely not. I think it was over dramatic. It was a little bit much. I mean, but what happened really was the housewives were doing what the housewives do. 
instigation happened. Ashley instigated, mm -hmm. Giselle instigated, and then basically a lot of feelings and emotions riled up. But however, Monique is stuck in this thing, in this cycle of trying to always present the most perfect version of herself and her family. But obviously something else is going on behind closed doors. That much is very true. But the yeah. whole complexity of women on TV is literally housewives. Being messy, shady, and fighting to a point and to a brink and bringing things to a head is housewives. And production and Bravo has profited off of this for months they've been profiting on this season for a long time since it happened oh, yeah. last october and yeah. yet here we are having these women who were basically if not for the fourth wall basically yelling at monique like you almost got us canceled bitch and because they really probably thought that was gonna happen they're like oh mm -hmm. now no one's gonna watch they're gonna stop viewing they're gonna say oh yeah those black ghetto girls and it's like First of all, if you were looking to Potomac or any housewife franchise for the epitome of black class, I don't know why. <laughs> Look, I get that was the air, but honey, yeah. it's reality TV. It's all trash. But no one was having round tables with, I know it's a different network, but no one was having round tables with mob wives when this shit was happening. It was all the more scrappier, the better. Because you can profit off of it. It's reality television. That is the point. Is they are trying to profit off of fights and mess. And here was a messy fight that should not have happened, but the tone and the tenor was not the same. And if they had this conversation closed doors, that's one thing. But they yeah. had this conversation on camera in front of all of us as if to say to a lot of people who were like, well, I don't agree with what happened. Instead of saying, hey, listen, we all make mistakes. Fights happen. People get mad. You got to, you know, just chill out next time. Make sure you're okay. Don't hurt nobody so you don't get a charge. They're like, girl, you are perpetuating a stereotype. And it almost in a way kind of also then perpetuates that stereotype by saying you are the stereotype. I agree. I, I, I was telling, I think either Chai or Raisani about this. I was saying, you know, this was a family conversation mm -hmm. that did not need to be had on national television. But not in front of company, honey. No, exa exactly. Did you, um, did you see what Buffy from Married, Mar not Married at First Sight, Married to Medicine said? No. What did Buffy say? I love me some Buffy now. She just posted a video. Oh boy. And am I going to unlove Buffy? <laughs> No, I don't think you are. I think you're going to agree. Okay. So she said, first of all, she made it clear that she was team Monique. And then she set up a good, some more insight. She was like, listen, Candace needs a check. She needs a show. She needs the money. She doesn't have anything else going on. So of course she's going to drum up drama because it creates content for her and stability for her on the show, security for her on the show. Monique does not need a check. She has this kind of air of like, you know, like she just doesn't really need the show. It, do it doesn't really contribute to her livelihood outside of that like exorbitant spending that she's doing on the podcast uh, for whatever reason. Um, but because of that, Monique is more of a target for the women because she doesn't need it. She doesn't need to be there, really. Mm -hmm. when you're getting to like the dollars and cents of the situation. So she said, I understand how if you're poking and poking and poking and poking at somebody, it, things are going to happen and it got way too far. And I completely agree with your um, estimate, which is that she, there's something going on with Monique. That's very clear. There's mm -hmm. something going on with Monique and Chris's relationship mm -hmm. and the fact that she does not feel supported by him and that she clearly is very overwhelmed. I think it wouldn't be unfair to bring up the fact that there might be some postpartum going on. 
Very good um, point. I think I saw a whole bunch of moms saying, you know, I feel like we're just now as a nation having these conversations about postpartum and how rage, postpartum rage is very much a thing. It's not just like yeah. you have the baby and you're sitting in your room crying all day. No. No, it's not that. And I think Chrissy Teigen even talked about having postpartum after her son and was saying, you know, it wasn't that I didn't love him. I loved him so much, but I also, I just felt depression in a very different way than what's typically spoken about. Yes, and yes, yes. My mom had postpartum rage and she's told me about it plenty of times, but she had it towards my dad where she would mm -hmm. have very vivid and very alarming, you know, dreams and thoughts about him uh, and things that she, and she didn't hate him at the time. It was truly just all these hormones, all these things, birth for her was very traumatic. I came very early. They were very nervous about me. So it was like this miracle baby and then all the things it did to her body. It was a lot. I mean, birth is a lot. It's traumatic to the body and to the baby for a lot of reasons because you go from one very consistent norm to a very different one. And, you know, they even actually talked about having postpartum anxiety. I mean, it's comes, there are so many different mental health things that come from postpartum. And I think a great, what's so sad is that even in the women and because they're so concerned with losing this show and losing, you know, the ratings and stuff like that, because they all need it, like you said, and like Buffy said, that they are attacking this woman because they're like, oh, she is a greater threat to all of us because they'll keep her before they'll keep us or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, they won't even see beyond what really happened or what's really happening because they've all said, you checked out. She was not there. So what, I mean, her eyes were gone. Like it happens, yeah. it happens to a lot of people. And if Tamara can throw wine at Gina and glass has been thrown and Saucy bitch slapped the fuck out of Kristen, like right. come on, like it happens. Like Teresa was booked on The Apprentice for flipping a table towards an entire group of people for no reason. I mean, I've watched that scene a million times and it was pretty much unprovoked. It was yeah. literally unprovoked. Yeah. Talking about provoking two women, pushing them to a head, there's so much going on between them and asking them about if they're good when y'all know they're not good because you just seen them and they weren't good before and mm -hmm. are like, wait, well, we wanted you to get mad, but not this mad. It's like, you don't get to let the worms out of the can and then be like, well, we didn't want all of them to come out, just a couple. It's like, right. what are you doing here? Yeah. Are we going to get into the episode or are we just doing highlights? Oh yeah, we can definitely get into the episode. I mean- okay. I brought up the whole round table because I was very disconcerted that the entire episode was them pre prepping, planning, and happening with this woman as if, like, I, I, I don't agree with all of Monique's analysis of what happened. I do understand that people forget things and they piece memories together. They absolutely mm -hmm. do. I That's yeah. happened plenty of times. I've been so mad. I've been like, oh, I don't really know what happened. Somebody got to tell me. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember any of that. Or I remember a little bit of that. And they come out of order because your brain is trying to put things together. But right. it just felt very... Um, I've made it clear I'm not team Monique or Candace on this. I'm really team Karen because I thought she handled this the best out of anyone. See, yeah. Ashley was like, well, I mean, me and Candace are in a good place, but I'm happy somebody should have whooped that ass. And that's Thank you. That's <laughs> Thank <me>. you. <laughs> and I'm not mad at that. It's funny. And Giselle was very much so just get this girl off my show. Finally, she's done something that she can leave over. But Karen was like, in a, in a lot of ways, she was like, girl, this is housewives. Someone's always going to try you. Please don't lose your job or your life. You got kids. 
over mm-hmm. these people. They're always going to come after you. And that's my only criticism to Monique. It's like, you got kids. And Candace is that petty. Of course she would press charges. So right. it's like, don't risk other things. Even if you don't need this show, don't risk other things because these girls are going to come after you. They will call you every bitch hoe but a child of God mm-hmm. name on this show. That's the entire point. So that's the only criticism I have for Monique. And the one I have for Candace is, girl, you work in therapy wrong because your therapist is good and you are not good at it. <laughs> so I have been thinking and have been saying like part of life being unfair and working on our maturity is understanding that like so not everybody is there yet. And even if you really want to be petty and messy, it's not productive. So my first criticism of Monique is that, you know, we all know how Candace is. We all know that she's petty. We all know that she'll be like, yeah, 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 whatever. Twirl in your face, whatever. Ba, ba, ba. And she should have known. I need to stop poking this bear because Candace will meet you wherever you're at. And she could, she should have chilled out a little bit because then Candace would have chilled out but if you're going to 10 then she's going to go to 12 and then if you go to 13 then it's going to be even more of a problem and I I think that was Monique's first mistake is not realizing like you're being I can rise above about this I'm being baited and I need to stop I need to stop I agree I think that that's my major concern with Monique is like you know I almost wish Monique would have just said, I don't apologize for beating that girl's ass. I really wish she would have said that. I wish she would have mm-hmm. been like, you know what? Was it right in the moment? Probably not because we were in public. There were a lot of people. Somebody else could have gotten hurt who was not my targeted intent, you know, or something like that. Or I lost it because I just lose it. But I wish her response would have been, I lost it because she tried me. And I know she will try me. I should have known better, but I was very over it. I was very upset and it was a weak moment and it happened. I wish yeah. it would, because it felt a lot like she was going back and forth. Like here's it, yeah. all the reasons why it's not a big deal that I did it. And yeah, well, you could do that. You could do this and you could write that list. And I mean, but what about so-and-so? But then also like, well, I'm so sorry, y'all. I didn't mean to do this and I'm a child of God and everything. But then it would, they would be like, okay, so are you sorry? No, I'm not sorry. I'm like, so what right. you Because you're here crying and apologizing, like, pray for me, but pray for you what? Like, are you saying you want to work on your anger? Like, what is, what are you saying is what it felt like you were doing one thing that you felt needed to be done for the show purposes. Maybe it was producer-led, maybe because your husband was like, hey, I'm embarrassed now, which another reason I don't want to fight is because Chris immediately was like, mm, I'm embarrassed, or that's embarrassing. And I'm like, can you just have her back for two seconds like two seconds and already reduced her to just being a head given hoe on national television you didn't already told her she got to shut down her whole business even if it is going wrong with because you don't see any profits from it you gotta she gotta shut it down as Uh if she isn't making some of her own money at least from being on the show and now she calls and say how i was in a fight i basically lost it it wasn't are you good what happened? Are you, were you mad? Like what, what was said? What, cause my, I know I would want my spouse to immediately be like, what did that girl do to you first? What did right. they say? Right. You can say that you're embarrassed, but like, did you have to do it when you knew you were being recorded multiple times? Right. And then you, you go home and they're filming it. And he's right. like, 
it sucks because Chris and Candace are really great friends. And I'm like, you right. are a grown adult. You got more than one friend. Right. You got more than, more than one set of friends. It's like the same thing that happened on Selling Sunset where I was on the same side as Amanda and the other one who was like, if Justin Hartley is going out of your way to be kind and friendly to all the bitches you don't like, that you told him explicitly you don't like that bitch. Yeah. Like, well, hi. Like, well, he's been nothing but nice to me. Of course I got an issue because you're, you're team me. Until right. I tell you otherwise, you are team me. United front, in front of company, behind closed doors, we could talk about it. But on TV is in front of company. So yeah, at least right. be like, whatever, what happened to you? Are you good? Do you feel bad about it? Do you, what do you want to do? Like, let her take the lead. This is her job, not yours. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he sounded like a boyfriend who was tired of his girlfriend. Like, mm. but he got I'm on the phone with you, wife. and I'm gonna have the conversation with you because mm-hmm. we're still together. But it's also like, ugh, I'm kind of checked out here. <laughs> like, it's not really a, that committed. Such a shame because it's it, the aftermath was a tiring enough for me that I could understand why Monique would be tired going into the winery. Mm-hmm. why it was too much anyway and and this not saying there's an excuse to fighting i'm just saying we're not talking about regular situations we're talking about a show and a community where violence is not new it is not encouraged but it is not new and it is pretty much a result of women being pushed to their brink and their breaking point often and for profit so mm-hmm. my thing is what feels icky is that if monique has any kind of consequence that could involve her being fired or she le- it doesn't leave on her own accord which i think she might but if she yeah. doesn't leave on her own accord it's so sad that they did all of this in in marketing they profited they talked about it probably made a shit ton of money off this fight mm-hmm. but she gotta go because what it, it, now we've seen it like oh now we have to take the right approach girl go home like it was one thing when it happened to danielle because a danielle wasn't on the show she was not a full-time cast member she was not the monies but they still let this girl go in her own blaze of glory being the last you know first member or first uh, person ever to be on watch what happens live and then now she's doing her last debut and like i'm out i'm never coming back to jersey again and i still don't believe that but like if anything other than that blaze of glory happens for monique I don't care if the show is smaller than Jersey, which is, they're pretty much on par right now for ratings, so that's no longer true. But also, mm-hmm. she has now made so much money for this franchise off of the one thing that you're saying you don't stand for. And I have an issue with that. And I have an issue with the women going with this narrative of that's what makes you a hood rat or X, Y, and Z, when we were not, we, we would never stand as deeply rooted in the whole white trash argument that used to happen on OC that didn't happen for as long as it probably should have. So mm-hmm. it's like, where is the, the line? If we're really going to have a line, we need to be a little bit more um, consistent with it because I just could not stand the fact that they let them have a whole round table discussion about whether or not this was, you know, what the show, and Wendy, I like you, but to say I didn't sign up for this, you lie, girl. Because I don't know what show you thought you was coming on. And like, but Housewives wasn't it. it if she's going to be judgmental about, um, you know, selective memory, as Monique was referring to her side of the events, and, you know, how people shouldn't be 
you should rise above what's happening. Like, can we all just remind ourselves of like the first seven minutes of content that we saw of Wendy when she was screaming at Ashley because her baby wasn't there at the lake house that was not Ashley's home? Mm. Like, you you went off on this woman that you didn't even know and telling her to check your credentials and blah, 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 and I'm better than you. I'm better, you know, like... But that's the acceptable kind. Right. Like, and I, you know, like, of course, there is a conversation to be had. Like, any Black woman who has any sort of whatever presence on the internet and who is out, outspoken in the media, on the internet, wherever, it's like, I fully understand that I'm sure a lot of people come for Wendy all the time because she's on TV, in a political space, and people probably come at her real crazy. Mm-hmm. But an internet troll is a little bit different than somebody in your face who you have a personal relationship with. And so yeah, it's it's going to be a lot easier for you to not beat up somebody on the internet because you don't know them. <laughs> because also, they're not the really one get, who... A lot of charges cannot be pressed about you uh, with a lot of major consequence for really? going after somebody on the internet. If that were the case, we all could have some commenters gone, honey. Right. Gone, gone. So right. that's not it. But I mean, I understood where Wendy was coming from because my argument to Monique was like, girl, they're going she's going as long as Candace is on this show she's going to push you but you got kids and she's about that calling the police like so you really 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 need to be careful because you have children a husband and a family and a home and you have more to lose here than this woman this is her whole livelihood she's waiting for you to mess up it's not like that person in your office who just waits for you to to leave out a comma waits for you to like leave the copies in the copier just waits for you to fuck up that one time so she could go to your boss and be like see told you and if you don't think that's what was going to happen that's what's happening i'm not saying that you know you still can't snap we all snap that's the whole point and but it's like they're going to come after you and my only thing is with candace is that your my criticism for her is that girl you can't fight that's why you calling her a hood right because you don't know how to fight if anybody and and Monique should have known how crazy Candace was that Candace was willing to get her ass beat on this show to to stick a check and to get rid of her because if you flip my hair if I see you coming at my hair we're probably gonna take it there but if you got the app you you have the opportunity to flip my hair three times I am either prepared to lose all of my own dignity to get rid of you or I don't know what I'm doing here exactly and you're not gonna get to my hair three times three times and you're telling them are you gonna drag me are you gonna drag me are you gonna drag me like where did you think this was gonna go i mean granted i have probably threatened some people with my words and not done it but it is i don't think that you know saying are you gonna drag me was cause for dragging i think a lot of other says and does could equate to being called for dragging but and we do drag with our words we i I would have preferred monique do that because i think she's excellent at dragging with her words and it would have solidified her spot on the show and not jeopardized her in any other capacity i'm cool with that Um, right and she's better at it than candace is for sure so i would have much preferred she do that because then it just would have been a lot more enjoyable and it wouldn't feel so much like we have to you know kind of 
you know, find a way to navigate through this. But, you know, it remains what I said on the show before. It just sucks that we even have to have this conversation because we never would have done this with any other franchise. It would have been record. It would have been, oh my God, people don't go so disappointed in Jersey for flipping its table. I'm so disappointed in Tamra for doing this. I'm just so disappointed. Like, nobody does that for any other franchise, but for us, right. it's, I'm so disappointed that they got to this point. Why? Why? Why do we always have to be at this? I mean, I understand why we have to. It's like, which if you are scandal, Olivia Pope's daddy, Papa Pope said, we will always have to be two times, two times better to work two times harder, be a cut above because our standard apparently is so goddamn different because we are not even allowed to be human women. And you would think with being the 30,000th installment of this franchise of the housewives we would at least be able to understand by now that women snap they break under pressure they're very complicated they have a lot of complicated feelings and emotions but no we can't even have that conversation because it's they're gonna think we're all hood rats now and it's because of you right and and i think what i think one thing that monique said that got missed is that because she ran after her because she could hear Candace calling her hood and ghetto and a bitch. Yes. And, she did and that's what set her off again. Yeah. I feel that on a personal level. I really I hated. You already think of me as that. Right. I really hated that the women said that like they should be, that Monique should be ashamed. She's like not teaching her daughter correctly. Like, oh, girl. That's really gross. I did not like that at all. And I like <sighs> the, the fact that you thought that the bus stop with Monique being violent is where your daughter, her daughter would probably have an issue. I mean, to be honest, all of their daughters could be embarrassed by their mom's actions, just like Jolie was used to be embarrassed by Kelly's because they're all screaming banshees and yelling and cursing obscenities <laughs> and doing it at each other. And these new generations of girls are not with that shit. They're they're very different. They're like, well, if we're gonna say we're feminists or we're inclusionary or like we're working together, or we support other women, we should actually do it, not like yell at each other on camera. But that's the, the you thought that Monique was the deciding factor, whether or not Housewives was acceptable for girls to watch and role model after. No, honey, it was not Monique. I mean, we see Giselle's daughters being just flat out embarrassed by the fact that. She's choosing to get back together with their father. Yeah. <laughs> like, with the reputation to protect. Right. An image to uphold. Kara, what image was she speaking of? Monty, what the hell? <laughs> I'm glad she appropriately got dragged by that on Twitter. Like, girl, what girl. are you talking about? What do you mean? You're dude is the future of ministry and by that i mean the rapper not like the actual future like he's got so many babies so many baby mamas (laughs) (laughs) novadius bryant over here and i don't what like what are we doing you're playing first lady we as a unit have a reputation to maintain like ma'am you might want to check like pending uh, paternity tests before you talk about trying to maintain his reputation because he keeps out here playing you the entirety of the time that you've known him to the point that your dad wouldn't even come to the wedding 
to and the point where we won't do it again. Because he <laughs> just told us on the mic, the hot mic. He said, I'm over this shit. I'm out. <laughs> Your daughters think you're a fool. They don't want anything to do with this. Not to mention, you got a really sketchy situation happening where you're putting their names on a <laughs> business venture. <laughs> Of a hold of a restaurant that was there and then wasn't there and now is re there again because you re there'd it. Right. And I'm like, huh? Okay. And I'm not saying something <laughs> something shady is going on. I'm just saying how who who's taking home the profits? Because mm-hmm. you having them working the dishes and not even as like a full waitress, honey. They're doing the actual manual labor they don't even get the tips to write off or nothing they are or to have like without it being a write-off they're doing all the work in the back of the house and on the and not on the floor not even floor managers and so when they get paid are they getting paid out of their own money mm-hmm. out of money that should be going to them how are they it's like tom and tom right we see them you know do but they're only like 10% owners, probably like total between the two of them. And right. so they work and they do sweat equity. So are they only doing sweat equity? But that means because Lisa is a backer for all the rest of that money and she gets all the rest of the money. But you didn't say you were making any of the other money. You said these three girls are the owners. So who gets, so when I, I just asked this question on my last episode, if I order the $24 ribeye, <laughs> how much of my $24 plus tax and tip is going to Grace Adair? Is that her name? Adore. Adore. An angel. How much of my $24 tax and tip is going to those three girls? I would like right. to know. Is it $22? Is it $21? I know you have to pay other waitresses <laughs> and things. So is it 15 them and then 10 the rest? Like, I just want to know who's getting the money. Like, if it's them, but not them, I just think that's kind of fucked up. But you got an image to protect. So Monique is damaging to your image, but not this man putting up a whole money front <laughs> under his kids' names. And the kids are basically looking at you crazy when you say you sleeping with their daddy. And they're like, oh, girl, this is not it. And so, but that's that, the image to uphold is at jeopardy with Monique. Your own right. daughters don't fuck with this decision. For their <laughs> own daddy. They said that he literally calls us to impress you. But right. the image to uphold is Monique's responsibility. Yet daddy took off his mic and said, I cannot film a lie. <laughs> and right. is jeopardizing you. And did you not love when she said, Jamal and I? Right. Your first lady, honey. Y'all don't even live in the same, like, what do you mean? You in a whole different (laughs) franchise. Y'all are dating, kind of. A little bit. (laughs) Julia has a whole different franchise. (laughs) It's not even a, it's not even, I can't even call their relationship a long distance relationship. It's not a relationship. It's like, he comes in some, like, sometimes, and sometimes he'll talk to you. And I just felt like, as a child of divorce, giving your daughter a restaurant just felt like a real divorce dad kind of move like especially when she wanted Nicki Minaj tickets (laughs) right this was the equivalent of like the time when I was in sixth grade and my dad bought like the entire limited two section for me and it's like you're just showing off at this point I know what I see right through this I will take it but I see right through it and yeah you're right like is this money going into a trust 
is this going into a bank? Like, None if you this talk about explained. generational wealth, where is the money? Whose what? wealth? Which generation? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> and if it's going to you, sir, because you need help to pay for the child support for the other, give or take, six or seven baby mothers that, <laughs> this, that you have, I just would like you to say so. Like, it just feels super sketch to me that of all the things that we think is quote unquote, if we're going to talk about stereotypes and hood rats, and as two black women on this podcast, I feel we are equipped to be able to do this because we yes. know the stereotypes place on us better than anybody else who places it, right? So let's talk stereotypes. Let's talk the hood rat stereotype. The baby daddy one really? is the same one that Portia has said before why she stayed with Dennis because she says she wants to have other kids in the future and she just don't want a bunch of different baby daddies because she's avoiding the hood rat stereotype, which is right. black woman with a lot of different daddies. When there are plenty of white celebrities and non-celebrities that are in the exact same boat, but it's fine. We digress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez literally like has been, she's by the grace of God that she doesn't have a bunch of different, different baby daddies because she loves love, but that's considered loving love, right? Having a right. bunch of different partners, marriages, whatever, that's just love and love. But if right. we do it and have kids buy it, it's, are we messy? Oh, we don't Kate Hudson can do it, no problem. Nobody says anything about how Kate Hudson has three different kids by three different men. Bloop. All right, then. So we're talking <laughs> about the stereotype, but that, what Giselle is doing, she don't think would contribute to a stereotype of the what black women can't get a good black man. We don't know how to keep a man. That's a stereotype that will settle for anything. That's mm-hmm. a stereotype <laughs> that we really will let these black men walk all over us if they have anything beyond a decent job and a credit history that is not going to basically put only our names on a lease and or mortgage. When, to be honest, that still is fine to a lot of women. And nothing yeah. wrong with that. The problem is when we assign or we decide that we're not going to perpetuate stereotypes, we like to pick and choose which one. Because this mm-hmm. one is also a stereotype. Not to mention he's a whole pastor and he keeps having uh, alleged affairs with members of the congregation. That's a stereotype. <laughs> Big one. A bad Big one. one. <laughs> this is what happened that got us in the first place. This is what got Giselle on the damn show. Why she left yeah. him is because he allegedly had babies going on in the church. <laughs> She is a literal Tyler Perry, Perry movie. Like, this what are you talking so about? Perry. What are you talking about, Giselle? Come on. Now, if you all want to watch some stereotypes, <laughs> right. <laughs> Tyler Perry likes to put all of them in 90 minutes, honey. Every single one. He does it every time. It's, it's really uh, quite a skill he has. <laughs> he does every single one. Um, acrimony is the black female stereotype. But here right. we are. <laughs> I'm just like okay and I'm just again it's the reason why I could not be fully against team Monique and the reason why I can't be fully even team Candace is because I did enjoy seeing her go to therapy I mm-hmm. prefer to see us do that more and break and break that black girl stereotype and black person stereotype is that we don't believe mental health is something that we ha- don't have to do on our own and that it just you know is just a bath bomb and a face mask and a glass of wine no honey it's real work and talking to licensed professionals about practical 
um, protocols and practical plans to get through life because life is a piece of shit. That is what therapy is. That's what mental health work is. And I appreciated seeing her. Um, I know it's not new to her because her mom is one, a, a not great one. I, I, I could probably find some information that she's not the greatest. But she seemed to be seeing a real professional, right? And I yeah. appreciated that. Was she, did she seem a little closed off to you? Because it was to me, she was a little closed off in allowing him to do his job. She was being selective in mm -hmm. her answer and, and um, intentional in her answering of some of the questions. I don't think she was telling the whole God's honest truth about everything, but I like to see it. And I will give a point to Wendy, who kind of very quickly after Monique said, I'm going to go see my pastor. And she said something along the lines of, okay, well, it might take more than just the pastor to talk to and counsel with. She said Karen more than like, prayer, I think. Yeah. And Karen responded, oh, no, no, I'm coming for prayer. Prayer will fix everything. And I'm like, no, this is why I'm <laughs> <saying> bullshit. Right. Because <laughs> at least I commend Candace for getting some help even if she wasn't answering or being honest with herself the questions were asked that would at least per you know stay present in her mind beyond that time that she was with her therapist and her therapist asked great questions he immediately was like do, it's not placing blame on her but like do we think we have some parts to take in this some responsibility what do we think yes. we contributed to this toxic situation that we're in that's now creating us pain and i've had some people who are therapy or therapists or therapized or in the mental health uh, workplace or work you know field comment that that seemed like really good therapy he did a really great job so i agree i think wendy got a, a point for you know saying you might need a little help because i think that might be the issue is that we are working overtime, Monique, to keep on this perfect Christian, good black wife, good black family, yep. solid black family. We did everything right. We got married and, you know, I, I submit to my husband and I, I cater to him. And now he is, you know, he takes care of me and we have everything under control. And that's why we're so blessed and highly favored. And no one said you can't be blessed. God <laughs> loves to bless. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings. But mm -hmm. we also have been blessed with therapy. <laughs> Right. I love to and always tell my mama, <laughs> Luke in the Bible, who was a disciple, he was a physician. God created doctors too, honey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Period. I, uh, I, <laughs> baby Dean has seen so much. Can we talk about that? <laughs> what did you think of her picking up the baby? Because they definitely said it was like <laughs> politics. Now, let me tell you something. We have definitely been talking about respectability politics on this show. They are definitely at play here. I have seen that argument a lot of stuff on the, a lot of times on the internet. I do believe respectability politics are at play. But you know what yeah. else is at play? Real political and politician type <laughs> shit. Because Monique <laughs> took that baby and went full Mr. Joe Biden and said, let me get the baby. <laughs> Let me love the baby. You can't hate me with a baby. Right. Optics. Optics. I'm going to use this poor child as a shield. And it was like, oh, okay. I, I was really like with Robin. There was a very quick look that Robin and Wendy gave each other after she asked for the baby. They were both like, girl, <laughs> like, don't even do this, girl. I think Robin might need to put some of her money like out of cryptocurrency and go into some sort of investigation field 
because mm-hmm. she had all the receipts ready, forensics. Yeah, new physics. She said velocity. <laughs> I said, well, I haven't heard that in a minute. She took me right. back to undergrad, girl. <laughs> uh, she had angles. She had, this was like the Zapruder film of for her. Like, she had everything down. You, Ashley, and uh, Candace had white wine, but you had red wine on your face. And that was because of the velocity from the force that you put onto Candace's weave. And <laughs> like, incredible. I, I, you almost had me until you didn't. Oh, yo, she could really be a detective. <laughs> she really could. She was like Kim Kardashian coming out of the, the bushes, that meme. Like she had everything. She was prepared and she was ready. I really, Giselle was messy. Tragic. So messy. And she was just, she came there pissed. And she Mm -hmm. already knew how she was going to feel. Karen did say that. She made up her mind before she even got here. Before she even got there. And I want to know, because somebody pointed out that they had the uh, the cast photos taken mm-hmm. between the fight and this meeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at the pictures. They all have the same hairstyles. Um, and I think they took, it must have been either the same day or the day before they took the, all the cast photos. And we all know that all the girls were there together. I just wonder. I, I thought Monique had to do her separately or something. Like, they wouldn't allow her. I remember briefly or, or very vaguely uh, hearing that, like, they wouldn't do it the same time as Monique or something like that. Oh, I don't and know. That's what I remember hearing. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard that they wouldn't do it at the same time. Monique had to do her separately. Um, it, 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 the, the timelines are definitely getting blurred. It's just, we're, we're slowly entering Beverly Hills territory where things are being filmed and or portrayed as out of order and that's what we're feeling we're about to head into because this is getting very uh blurry of when this happened because I've said before Monique had you know Candace canceled on Monique for the podcast well before she filmed about it it was well before they even went on the trip so right. that was in September, sitting on her her thing. But also the 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 one that she was supposed to do with Monique and Karen happened before the fight, and then Monique did another live podcast after the fight because we asked her in the audience about the fight because it had already broke. And I'm curious as to be like, which one are they going to show? But they wouldn't show both. Right, and they clearly there was that one scene where I, I think it was Ashley and Giselle. They were in a park, but they they were clearly sitting six feet away from each other, mm-hmm. and they were talking about Monique and Candace in a way that seemed like it was very much like a pickup scene to kind of make the storyline a little bit smoother to see like, oh, what was Ashley was telling her about Sharice and how mm-hmm. Candace mm-hmm. had made friends with Sharice once she and Monique had their falling out, the first one. Mm-hmm. That was very strategic to me. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. I was, I was like, okay, 
yo, I don't think that Giselle should have even been invited. I think, honestly, if it were me, I mean, I agree, I get it. It was for ratings, which again, production thought this was a good idea to air because it would basically would get out all people's arguments and what they were thinking without them having to say it or them having to perpetuate those stereotypes themselves. And I thought that mm-hmm. was a little calculated, but um, they were able to get their feelings out fine um that's great and it sucks that because i know where they're coming from i have two thoughts to myself oh shit the white people are gonna think this of them and it's not because it's a racist statement of me to make it's because i'm like i know who holds the power in this situation and if their opinion of me differs or changes i could be at risk because i'm not the one who has the power in the situation this is why candace said it last time they were in uh, the bombers or whatever and she was like y'all can we take this upstairs while people are watching because if at any point in time if we said hey these people are being loud over there. Can you ask them to quiet down? They would say, oh, sure. And they might maybe go, over, go hey, can you guys keep it down a little bit? You know, you're disturbing some of the other guests. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Depends on if they look up where their people, where these people's rooms are and how much they're paying. But if someone said, who is not, who does not look like us and goes, hey, those people are being too loud over there. We get kicked out. It's not even a question of can you keep it down. It right. is. Uh, I think you guys should quiet down, or you need to leave. I, you guys need to leave. We would like to move you. It's happened. You can look up the stories that it's happened recently. To it happened to someone at uh, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, and I believe Ohio, maybe a month ago. It was a, a group of like you know ten or fifteen people, and they were doing. Um, their thing and they were you know enjoying their wings and someone said that they were too loud or they didn't want to be seated by them and instead of moving the small party that was coming in and didn't want to be seated by this black party they moved the big party and decide that's the risk they'll take and I'm like okay but the person who has the problem should be the one who's moved right because it's not us but I get exactly where they're coming from I don't like it but I understand it because I was afraid for Monique and Candace because I've been in the area where they are it's not a lot of diversity and i even if you if that if you aren't familiar with the area you're in public and you're a black person you're just like there's a a sense of secondhand uh fear or anxiety for them of like oh god how is this going to go down what are people going to think about this and Mm -hmm. you're looking at it like okay but then you know that some people don't really have they're not coming at you with that same thing wendy i think really was having that kind of attitude of like, girl, we got a lot to lose and you, you know, we should be better and above this. Again, Wendy, you knew we showed you signed up on. I don't know, I'm sorry. I don't know what you thought, but this this is housewives. We don't always get violent, but we at least a messy as hell. So, and Robin, I agree, had great points and was like, oh, you could be a professor. But Giselle came in with her mind made up and I almost feel like she shouldn't have even been invited because she, you knew where she was gonna stand. and. Karen to me felt she was the only one who had the most sense and was like, I understand you snapped. And that happens. We are allowed mm-hmm. to snap. We are human. However, you're, you're always going to be pushed. When in this group and out of this group, you're going to be pushed. And I thought that was the right approach to take. That's how I felt. So I keep, people keep saying, I'm team this, I'm team that. And I go, I'm just team Karen because she just keeps winning. So here's my question. Do you think because it's very clear that Giselle and Karen are not friends now because they continue to be shady to each other on social yeah. media. Karen is going in on them comments. <laughs> calling her Jizzy. Calling her, <laughs> That's like, funny like, to me. <laughs> <laughs> saying that, like, agreeing with people that she is doing anything for clout and 
you know, it was just being messy to be messy. And she's just like crawling to be on the show, desperate to be on the show. And I, do you think that it's because of this situation, because Giselle is going so hard towards Monique? Or do you think that there's something more personal between them? I think, I mean, we see in the mid-season trailer, which guys, you have got to go see if you have not, that so good. Giselle, so, so promising, that Karen even tries to warn Giselle again, and is like, yo, just be careful with him. And I think, I can understand Karen's, like, secondhand frustration. I think it might be just, like, an underlying thing of, I'm still trying to care for you because we were once friends. But also for you to go so hard on Monique and to say that, you know, to place the entire Black experience and how we're regarded by other people, even our own people, on this one woman's shoulders and not offer some form of empathy to her, but to act like it's because you are going, you could damage this man's reputation and who you align yourself with could damage this man's reputation as if he can't do it by himself and isn't already is unfair. And you know how right. sometimes you just get mad at someone you love for not getting why what they're doing is shit. That's what it feels like to me. It feels yeah. like Karen is just mad at Giselle, but she's like, I don't know why you just don't fucking get it. It is not yeah. better to be with someone than to be alone. If that someone is going to drag you down with them. Right. Exactly. So I have another question. Do you think it's fair to have a conversation about colorism. Cause okay, yeah, Wendy was kind of on the Green Eyed Bandit side with this, but there could be a conversation to be had about optics of these light-skinned women talking about how these dark-skinned women were being violent mm -hmm. and nasty and getting physical with each other and that they should be rising above. Is that fair or am I just spitballing here no i actually can think i see why it could be fair because i was upset with candace when she started yelling out you know hood rat and everything because it did feel like a a, a hate not a hate but like a disdain for your own race as if you think that because of your money status and how highfalutin you act maybe or maybe or maybe not also who you decided to marry that that was going to separate you from whatever stereotypes and labels that you know you're now putting on Monique or that could be put on you or that have been put on you you know mm -hmm. my mom used to always say no matter what we do no matter who we are what people think is what people think so you could have mm -hmm. all the money in the world I mean there was literally a black leader of the free world and that didn't do shit to people who don't like the people like him mm -hmm. don't matter Michelle Obama was the epitome of grace and class and she literally said when they go low we go high and not only did they steal it from her they also called her everything but a child of god in that book too and she never gave them yeah. any reason for that so to yeah. say you know for candace to say, i do think it's worth to have that same conversation because for them to say oh now they can think differently of us i'm like no that's not it that's they were gonna think it regardless you could yell yeah. and yeah. they would have been looking at wendy why is the professor yelling i thought she was a professor I thought she mm -hmm. was accomplished. And you didn't see Wendy, like you said, you know, going and, you know, crying to Ashley afterwards and be like, I'm just so embarrassed that I lost myself like that. I'm so refined and I'm on the show and we're so, we're the epitome of class and elegance. And I'm like, no, girl, you lost it. Like everybody else loses it. That's what happens. So it is, it does seem a bit unfair. I don't know if I had to go right to colorism, but I do feel some personal perpetuated stereotypes is some that we've adopted even in our own selves that are being pushed onto Monique which is unfortunate because she is a darker skinned woman and that is yes. 
not fair and it, it it does allow for some things to take place unfairly that i think are dangerous which is again why i'm like this conversation really did not need to happen it really not at least in front of us because it felt like we're given a little bit too much room to fall on sides based on things that don't that should not matter and that can't be spoken on by everybody because i've always yeah. said how podcasters and recappers can talk about shows of black women is the same way i talk about shows of white women that's not my experience but i stick to the plot i stick to mm-hmm. the storyline i stick to what happened on screen and if you went by yeah. the fight and the fight only i'm only dealing with the information that i saw the moment yeah. we decide to start adding all the other stuff that we just saw this past episode that now gives people a lot more information that then they, they may not even know what to do with because you're right. looking at a lot of women right now who are having conversations about race in America and going, okay, well, I was told that every black life should matter. And I keep telling people, it doesn't matter what kind of, what that life looks like. I hate when people say, oh, so-and-so died. They were a businessman. They were a lawyer. They were a, you know, a nurse and all those things like Breonna Taylor was in the front, run, front lines of healthcare, but that mm-hmm. does not matter. Great. Right. Thank you for your service, but you also should be alive no matter what you did, period. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like we're now giving them information that not everybody would know what to do with readily because it could also then say, oh, Black Lives Matter. But, you know, even Giselle and them said that that's too much or even, you know, Wendy said that that's too bad and we can't, they shouldn't be doing that. So I'm allowed to say they shouldn't do that either. Like, or they're simply just looking at their hands like, okay, so is there a hierarchy of how much the life matters depending on what kind of block you are or what? Like Mm -hmm. I'm confused. And so I just think that it was not the conversation to have in front of company because it does open up doors of, you know, colorism and things. But I do think that the time that they had that conversation of colorism years ago was way more important and necessary to have than right now, because something has happened right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Lord, 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 Lord. Um, (sighs) it's it's a mess i mean i don't know <laughs> it's crazy because all the things that we said and everything that we've criticized is still the greatest show i've seen all year and i yeah. still watched every minute of it the first time i watched it i didn't feel the ways that i did speak today and i did watch it again were you able to process everything you saw the first time you watched it no i had to watch it twice okay because I, I missed a lot and i was not i didn't turn away at all because I mean, there were yeah, exactly. There were the editors deserve an award because they provided every single bit of evidence that they had in a way that I this was like above and beyond what I've seen on a show. Like I like that they said like when Candace was at the therapist and she said, yeah, there are probably situations where I would have goaded her, but this season, this year, however she put it, you know, I made a point to change the narrative around how I approach Monique when she comes to me, other than Mm -hmm. the barn barn situation. So then we see all the times where she actually did apologize to her. Yeah. Every single time. And that's now undeniable because I have like fairly short memory when it comes to these things, especially when it comes to people that I don't particularly care for. Mm -hmm. Candace, one of them. (laughs) And I I was like, you know what? Since she apologized to Monique, yeah, irrefutable evidence that she has apologized every time for things that she didn't even really need to apologize for. She's been in very calm about it. She hasn't been shady to her face. 
definitely been shady and you know like talking heads and stuff but, but she hasn't seen that yet exactly not to her face she has been you know she apologized about the s'more situation even though she did not need to or did anything wrong but or, new production told them to go to the side and talk right she right. was not out of the loop in that and i think you're very right i think that if we do stick so i do want to close out with doing these two things let's stick strictly to what we saw in the plot and take out everything that we saw in the conversations and the aftermath and the fight and then hopefully guide the people because I, I love my 68 to 85 percent white people who are so good <laughs> when they listen to this show they're like listen are we listening and we just want to know what to do because we like it too and mm -hmm. i love them so i want to address them of, if you have a lot of information here and you don't know what to do with all of the things that you saw we're going to try to help navigate you through the finish line so you can remain anti-racist still support this show and not you know, be confused. Because I can understand how this is confusing. I'm a little confused mm -hmm. and I live it every day. So <laughs> sticking solely to the, the to what we saw, I completely agree with you, Kara. I think that they showed Candace had changed her approach. She even said in her text, I want to give you ample amount of time to find a replacement for me. And though we were led to believe it happened really short, you know, circuited or whatever, and Monique kind of went off the walls about it a little bit going there yeah, out of the honeymoon stage. Clearly something else was going on, which is I've, I've always thought that something else was going on. Monique is making her feel like she has to shit on everybody else around her. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Candace did not start that fight. She did no. not. She literally said, I love everyone. Her intention yeah. was not start the fight. Even drunk, she was like, oh, you know, kumbaya. And they were like, you do with the liquor? And she goes, I love everyone. Monique was drunk and a little charged. So yeah. that is what did start. And I don't think that if someone says, well, you're going to drag me, is, it, is necessarily a permission or an invitation yeah. to drag them. And I don't think under any other circumstances, Monique would have, because like Giselle said, Monique has threatened to do a whole bunch of shit. But unlike Giselle said, she ain't did any of that shit. She didn't right. do any of the other things that she threatened. So I do think in that moment, Candace did not start the fight. I think she has tried to do what she could to be as cordial and out of the way with Monique as possible. She stayed upstairs while they sang to her because she didn't want to make it about her. I thought that was a really great call. So I do, I do think she's handled it very differently and the viewers see that and the editors are like, okay, well, we had to show you that Monique was just bound to snap on this girl, period. At any point and in any way, in any capacity. I think right. Ashley started the fight. That's what I think. Because <laughs> Ashley said, y'all good? And then walked away. <laughs> Oops, gotta go, gotta pee. And then she comes back and goes, what happened, yo? <laughs> <laughs> like, why did nobody have a camera on the bathroom door to see if it was just like slightly open? I don't think it one eye, one eye looking, like, uh, that was wild to me. So wild. Yeah. But, I feel like yeah, I haven't I mean, been able to hear her. The, the greatest growth that we've seen from Candace is her inability or not, her her um, forcing herself not to sing happy birthday because you know she lives for that moment. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you are right because that's her jam. That is her tune. <laughs> that is her sound. And the moment that she can't sing it because she's like, I don't want to cause a, a, a fuss it's like well that's growth <laughs> an incredible amount of restraint from one candace dillard i will say that is her tune honey that's <laughs> very funny 
Um, but yeah, so that's mainly the plot. So if we're just thinking about the plot and just up to the hair flip mm -hmm. or the hair, if we ended at the hair flip, where would you fall? Oh, I would have been, I, I would have been on Monique's side. Really? Yeah, prior to her taking a big fistful of like her 40 inch bundle and then wop, wop, whopping her on the face, on the head. Um, yeah, I would have been on Monique's side because I just like Candace, Ashley lit the fuse or she at least exposed the fuse to some fire here. Mm -hmm. And I think, and then ran. And then, ran. <laughs> and then I think Candace just didn't need to be twirling the twirling and and the theatrics were just a little bit much for me if she if Monique could not put hands on her I would have said oh here's Candace being petty again okay yeah I mean that's the important part of like stopping right before is because everything did change when it got physical but the, all the players and what was happening could have been you know talked about it, it would have been a completely different situation had it not gotten physical that's the only time that I think even I switched up is because I don't know I don't agree with Candace because of her being in a fight I mean to be fair I believe that if you talk a lot of shit you are my mama used to also always say you never know if you're always going to meet the right one you might meet the wrong one like the mouth right. just might so mm -hmm. She used to always tell me, you need to watch your mouth because you're going to meet someone one day who's not going to love you unconditionally like I do. And I'm like, you're right. Yep. So I've had to, you know, go about the world very differently because of that. I have a mouth and not put it in the podcast. But before that, I was like, okay, Candace, you know, you could meet your match one day. But in this particular moment, I wasn't really against what she was doing. I do think she poked the wrong bear. That's unfortunate. But it felt very much so like Candace, Candace being Candace, and I get it, she's annoying as hell always. It mm -hmm. did feel like though, of all the times, it almost felt like Monique was waiting for her to pop off like this. Like she was yeah, waiting oh yeah. for her to do this because Candace has been regarding her very differently for all these scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I wouldn't have necessarily been like any more anti-Candace than I am. <laughs> hello it's that much for me it's it, that for me because i'm like i don't think i will ever really not disagree with someone at least arguing with you because you're right. annoying as hell <laughs> you are indeed <laughs> yeah yep but so to the people who are still listening and watching and are very confused as to what to do with this information, you're getting mixed reviews, right? Because it's like Giselle and them are saying, don't be a hood rat. And then you're like, but I didn't know Monique would be classified as a hood rat. Newsflash, she's not. They're all their definitions of hood rat and whatnot. It's solely going off of what they are afraid people of calling them and what they've already adopted into their own um viewpoints of themselves because of how the world has already regarded them up until this point and there's some age differences amongst a few of them that would definitely contribute to that scenario because mm -hmm. my mom's view of stereotypes is very different than mine as a younger person and as a millennial 
to her, we are asking for too much for whatever we're fighting for. Um, because in her day, it was very different. They had a lot less liberties and things. And she's like, well, uh-huh. at least we get to all sit together. I'm like, oh, boy, it would be nice if we, you know, could live. But, you know, teach some. We all could have our own things, you know. So there are some differences of how they were raised, what they saw, what they experienced. But that is what I challenge you guys to think about is that it is not there's not a, a linear viewpoint of being black, being a black woman. There is no one right or wrong way for you to regard anything. I challenge you that no matter what you hear us say, you don't be racist. It's actually quite easy. <laughs> don't base what you hear us say on your acts of racism or non. Right. You still be anti-racist and advocate for us. Even if you don't always understand our own arguments, it is up to us to figure it out. That's why the West, what the women did. You know, you don't need to bring a bodyguard like Cal to everywhere or whatever his name is, everywhere you go when you are around a bunch of Black people. Don't do that. It's not funny. That's racist. I've had multiple people DM me and be like, can you please have KB on the show? I'm like, how am I going to find this man? (laughs) Where am I going to find him? And honestly, like, I want to know if he signed an NDA. I have had a group chat where they were asking how much they think KB got paid. My answer was a variable twenty to twenty five dollar gift card from Arizona's the restaurant that the girl. (laughs) I was he in that Mini Cooper with Giselle? That poor man, that poor large man in that Mini Cooper. Yeah, I hope he he escorted her maybe in (laughs) his vehicle because otherwise, oh boy. I need the tea from KB, but I don't know how to find him, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, yes, you don't bl- bring your own security guard if you are a non-Black person when you are around a group of Black people. That <laughs> will appear racist. So things not to do that. Things to do, listen, con- continuously listen. Hear all of our arguments. We are very complex individuals the, ma- the very way you are, believe it or not. Humans still complex. So just because, you know, there's a certain race that you're watching that you are not familiar with or ethnicity or cultural group or whatever does not mean that there is one way of doing it. We are all very different in how we think. That's why I had another Black woman on the show, again, to break this down because we are not all the same. I am not the only voice. Kara is not the only voice. Tari is not the only voice. Sasha is not the only voice. Raven from Manly Bravo is not the only voice. We're all not the only voices. However, there aren't even still enough of us in this space because that's the point is that there should be more of us talking to you about our own things so that you could be like, oh, there's lots of different ways. And my job is to just not be racist. That's it. Yeah, and I was to enjoy the show and not (laughs) insist. Honestly, as the days have gone on, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, but Mm -hmm. people are going from the tides are turning in Monique's favor, big time. Ooh, that's interesting because Instagram that is not happening. Twitter is very different. They're two different universes, galaxies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh Lord. Well, this was very, every time it's like just a breath, a breath of fresh air. I feel renewed. And see, as tired as we were talking about black women, stereotypes, racism, prejudices, and colorism, I am still not nearly as tired as I would be if we had talked about Kelly Dodd. And again, the show hasn't even come on yet. (laughs) The show's not on. And I am, I still have more energy 
from watching a show where I was a little tired simply because it was more riveting though I did not want to see that conversation take place on TV and I'm very shocked that it was not a filler episode and they actually gave us something to work with I was still more riveted on TV watching on Potomac than I could be from the trailers of OC <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what another key thing is if you don't know where to stand it's always just great to not say anything at all well just boom there it is it, it's not even if you have nothing nice to say if you are just not sure if it's going to come off racist or bad just keep it to yourself Let, somebody will yourself. tell because somebody will tell you but they may not tell you nicely they right. may tell you like a candace or they may tell you like a monique we don't exactly. know <laughs> we simply do not know will you be watching oc where do you stand will you be covering the you know a little bit of it what it what is your decision for your I show think i think with orange county it tends to be that the premiere episode is the lightest i am i interested in seeing covid through the eyes of people who generally seem to have a very loose and fancy free idea of where COVID lands in their life and their desire to be safe. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see COVID through the eyes of these women. I agree. Yeah. I think I will give it a try until they hit COVID. <laughs> as soon as mm -hmm. the shutdown happens, I feel like that's when I don't, oh no, wait. Because the shutdown happened in what, March? yeah oh yeah so that's before blm okay i was just gonna say i don't remember what came first the chicken or the egg and i'm too tired to figure out what this year has done to me and where we are in the chronological right. scale <laughs> so i just know i'm not going down blm with them i'm just not doing it i can't don't look don't ask me to because if you want to know my perspective on some racist shit like that you could just watch it and see for yourself you don't need me to tell you honey and i'm not going to get triggered for you <laughs> right and you know there's like a sick completionist part of me that I just feel like I have to watch something because I've been on mm. this journey so long mm -hmm. and I've invested so much of my time anyway mm -hmm. I might just watch it is this going to translate into me talking about it on my show probably not okay probably not but we'll see I'll, I will fair. watch the premiere and I'll see how it goes well y'all y'all can just assume now that if I don't talk about it and Kara does go forth and listen to her show because I probably agree with all the things. So, <laughs> and vice versa. You need to know, maybe we'll just, you know, contact each other and be like, hey, did you cover it this week? Okay, so maybe I'll take right. it. <laughs> and we'll be like, okay, girls, everybody go there. Field trip, go to class A. <laughs> and then come back to class B. <laughs> because right. I don't know if I can do it every week, but I might give the first episode a try because I don't know. I truly don't know. We will see what happens. And I've said before, I'm just going to watch until I don't feel, I don't want to watch no more. And if I see y'all listening to it, I'm really not going to watch it. So <laughs> I mean, and even, even if, even like if COVID and Black Lives Matter stuff didn't happen, I would mm. still, I would give you the same answer because Orange County doesn't really bring us a whole lot anyway. Yeah, to be fair, I thought we should have gotten rid of it a long time ago. <laughs> I really <laughs> thought last season would have been it. I'm sorry. I yeah. don't know how we got to this season unless they're trying to basically have them, you know, shoot them themselves in the foot and get them on right. themselves out of here. So if that's what's <laughs> happening, then sure, by all means. But until then, please tell the people where they can may or may not be able to take in this information about <laughs> But every other thing that you post, I mean, 
I post all your posts just because I'm like, well, I'm not going to make my own. So um, the <laughs> K-Buy is my fave. So if you want more <laughs> K-Buy posts, please tell the people where they can find you, listen to you, all that riveting information. Um, you can listen to my podcast. It's called Everyone's Business But Mine. Obviously, you can find it anywhere. You can follow me on Instagram at Everyone's Business But Mine. I don't just talk Bravo. I also recap 90 Day Fiance, Married at First Sight, which is a very quickly becoming one of my favorite shows, Love After Lockup, um, whatever happens in pop culture that week that is worth talking about is at the beginning of my Monday episode. So Monday is like a free-for-all slash Bravo. Wednesday, I recap 90 Day Fiance. Fridays, I recap uh, Married at First Sight. And yeah, we're busy. I keep it busy over here. So, so check me out. busy, but so worth it. Y'all will have all the fun. Sometimes I listen to things just because I'm bored and I need to always be listening to something when mm -hmm. I do my chores and I don't even watch it. And then you convince me that maybe I should watch it. <laughs> I would love to hear your thoughts on Married at First Sight. I, I think that, I think it's a show you would really like. Okay. I could probably get into that because 90 Day feels like a tall task. There's so many, goddamn There's so much. installments, yeah, And I'm like, where do I go? What do I do? <laughs> so I feel lost in Amusement Park over there, but it is a great show. Um, Married yeah. at First Sight, hey, if Bravo continues to keep, you know, stressing me out, I might be taking little breaks here and there, but overall I'm a glutton for punishment. So here we are. Yeah. So, um, yes, please follow Kara everywhere and listen to her show. Everyone's business, but, but mine is fantastic because we literally get into everyone's business, but our own. So please do that. And of course you guys know, you can follow me and find me anywhere. You listen to podcasts, wherever you listen to Kara's by searching mixing with Monty and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at mixing with Monty, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. -I and of course, if applicable to you though, it should be stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe and stay home. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, pop culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at MixingWithMani, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.